Phase 1 1. I lived in the same shithole apartment for a year and a half before my doorbell rang for the first time. It was a Tuesday. My apartment sat in the center of the bad part of town, so there weren't many Girl Scouts who came around selling cookies. I had never seen a single Jehovah's Witness, probably because the crack dealers who hung out in the corner kept them away. I didn't mind the isolation. Isolation was a big part of why I stayed in the place. The bigger reason, hell, the main reason, was that I couldn't afford to rent anywhere better. When the doorbell finally decided to make its voice heard, both of my knees slammed into the underside of my desk, sending everything on it flying. I reached out and snatched my water glass out of thin air, preventing it from spilling all over the precious laptop that served as the center of my day-to-day world. The doorbell rang a second time while I weaved my way through my overcrowded apartment, I had stacks of books everywhere. Whenever I faced the decision between buying books or buying bookshelves, books always won. The resulting cacophony of literature made my collection look much hoardery than it actually was. I reached a window and looked down at the front door two stories below. A woman in a FedEx uniform stood down by the doorstep, looking impatient and as nervous to be in my neighborhood as I felt to live there. I hurried downstairs, pushed the latch, and opened the door. Are you, she looked down at the package, Raymond Shaw? Yeah. I need a photo ID. What is this? I've never had to show an ID to get a FedEx package before. It's an envelope from my truck labeled Deliver Only with Photo ID to Addressee. What do I look like, Teresa Caputo? She responded. Sorry, I said, and pulled my wallet out of my pocket. I fished through the mountain of takeout receipts until I found my driver's license. I handed it to the delivery driver. She scanned it with a little handheld doohickey and my information showed up on it, just like magic. She handed me the envelope. I felt something solid inside. Thanks. Sure thing. She spoke over her shoulder, walking away as fast as she could. I went back upstairs, frowning at the envelope, and resisted the temptation to open it until I locked the door. I didn't see anything written on the envelope except for my name and a FedEx tracking sticker. No return address, nothing. As soon as I got back inside my apartment, I took out a pair of scissors from a kitchen drawer and cut the top off of the envelope. Inside, I found an outdated cell phone. The design felt vaguely familiar in a way that prickled at the back of my mind. I flipped the phone over and pulled off the back to find the model number written on the inside, Nokia 8110. The phone started to ring. I gave an involuntary yelp of surprise and nearly dropped the thing on the ground. I hadn't realized it was on. The ringtone had a distinctive sound I immediately recognized. Someone had sent me a replica of the phone Neo receives from Morpheus at the beginning of the Matrix. Somebody somewhere thought they were cute. I pushed a little button I found on the side and the phone snapped open. I had to admit it still looked pretty cool. A bit sheepish, I put the phone up to my ear and said, Hello? Is this Raymond Shaw speaking? A woman's husky voice asked. It is. Excellent. My name is Antonia Perez. I've been asked to contact you by my employer. I like the phone. The phone? From the Matrix. I recognize it. Well, good then. From her tone of voice, Antonia obviously didn't have the slightest idea what I meant. I felt like an idiot. I opened my mouth to explain the reference, but stopped before I could come across sounding even more foolish. 
Better to drop it. Are you free to meet my employer at the Parallax for lunch tomorrow afternoon at 1? Depends. Who's your employer? I asked. Ignoring me completely, Antonio responded, My employer has a proposition for you. And who is your employer? I repeated. A fan of your work. I've been instructed not to discuss his identity.